0: The scripture lesson for today is from the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you, And curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. The Word of God for the people of God. God. Thank you so much, Helen. Appreciate that. Well, good morning, Parkway Heights. How are you doing this morning? Happy July 4th uh, to each and all of you. And, uh, you know, before I. begin to share a few things on, on this day. Uh, I just want to say thank you. My heart is full of gratitude today. Uh, Vicki Kibodeau, you're an awesome SPRC chair and, and you worked very, where are you Vicky? Yeah, give her a hand. She did a great, yeah. I want you to know how much I appreciate you making uh, me and my family feel so welcome. And, um, uh, you just, you've just been great for weeks really now. We've been working hard on this. It's the SBRC's job is either the easiest or the hardest job in the whole church. And I uh, appreciate all that you've done. Also, thanks to our staff. Thank you so, so much. This, uh, there's a lot of gift and talent and love and passion on our staff. I can tell that already. And, uh, and I just want to say thank you for, for making me feel at home this week, for at least not yet, no practical jokes that could be coming. I don't know. I also want to say thanks to my family, to Jen, to Susanna, and to Tripp. You're the reason I do this. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Don't do this alone, that's for sure. Let's pray. Dear God, be with us as we venture out. Um, help us to be free on this day that we remember our freedoms, to hear your call, and to respond. To move. In your name we pray. Amen. So you may you kind of have an idea because of what Vicky said, but we have traveled great distances to be here, no doubt about it. It all started 20 years ago and one week ago when Jen and I were driving a U-Haul from Durham, North Carolina to Meridian, Mississippi, and we were, we were dragging her Honda Accord right? That her beloved Honda Accord, that's a sore sore subject. I traded it in later without asking her. That was a bad thing to do. It was kind of dumb. But I was driving going, my Lord, I hope I heard you clearly. Um, I don't know if I can do this. Sunday in, Sunday out. To be inspirational, to pastor through thick and thin, through good times and bad times. God, am I up to it? And uh so we drove on in, and I heard God say, I will, and I have. And, Bruce, you're not crazy. You're not hearing voices. You're hearing me. So we stayed at Central, uh, did youth work, and, uh, and then heard the call again. This time it was to go to Palmer, Alaska to work for the Alaska Missionary Conference. Um, so we drove 4,200 And 38 miles from Meridian, Mississippi to Palmer, Alaska. Because we felt God calling us to do perhaps a different thing. It was church planting. I remember a a cute, wonderful little old lady at Meridian. and She said, you're going where for your next point? And you're taking your son with you? She said, yeah, I am. And so we drove with a three-year-old son all the way up to Palmer, Alaska. We had a great time. We saw some folks from Parkway Heights here that came up. I think Eddie brought a, a, a group to, to see me, and we had, a, we had a great time. We had Susanna there in t- 2002. She's our uh, little Eskimo. Um, and <laughs> so we gave birth to her, and grandparents were starting to put a little pressure on us to move on back home, right? Right? And I told Jen, I said, now look, this is beautiful. These mountains are awesome. I love the people. I said, maybe we should stay a couple more years or something. And she said, you can. We're going home, right? And we'll send you postcards. I'll keep you in touch with the kids. You can either come with us or not, right? So we drove back to good old Hattiesburg. To serve at Court Street, an awesome and amazing group of people there. Amazing little slice of God's kingdom there. But we moved from Palmer, Alaska to Hattiesburg, Mississippi in June. And I almost died. My blood got real thick in Alaska. But we did and we moved. And I kept wondering, God, am I hearing things? Am I hearing you right? And God says, I will. I will work for you. I'm doing the work through you. Continue to obey and hear. So we were here, and then the bishop called. And after my fifth year here at Court Street, I was asked to go to Parkway Hills. Where we were there for seven years, I got to be my older sister's pastor. That was fun. That was good. I got to tell stories. A lot of times, though, she, would, she wouldn't be there. I'd tell her, isn't that right, Liz? And she wouldn't be there. But Barry grew up Baptist, so he came to church every Sunday. So he would go back home and tell Tell Liz what I said. But it, it was a great thing to be with Liz and Barry and my family. And then just a few weeks ago, just a few weeks ago, my district superintendent, Dr. Stephen Cook, called me, and he, he shared with, with me the four words that when a DS shares this with you, you know, you know your life is about to change. He said, are you sitting down? <laughs> okay. I'll find a seat. And she said, you're going to Parkway Heights United Methodist Church. And I was so delighted and so grateful. I love this area. And it seems to me that as we, like Abram and Sarah, listen to God's call to move, to be moved by God, to let God work through us, so we make the way by walking together and moving now, how many of you are lifelong Hattiesburg residents or close to it? How many of you have moved around just about as much as my family has? Raise your hand. Oh, yeah, that's right. You learn a lot of things about moving uh, when you move, about patience, hard work, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you see, 3,000 years ago, when God called Sarah or Sarai and Abram, to move, get up and go to a country, to a land I will show you. I will make you to be a father of many nations. I will bless this world through you. All of a sudden in Genesis 12, it's, it's kind of like Genesis 1 through 11. is this panoramic view of the world in all its beauty and all its brokenness and all its promise. And all of a sudden, kind of like the sound of music, it focuses in. On Abram and Sarai, minded their own business. They weren't planning on going anywhere. And God taps them on the shoulder and says, move, go. They were comfortable. They must have been successful because they had a whole staff and entourage of people. But they moved and they listened. A couple of verses before in Genesis 12, it also says that they were just about to settle They were about to settle, you know. Settle. Settle back into safety. Settle back into comfort, the lounge chair, spirituality. They could have waited, you know, for a God who didn't pester them quite so much. But this God wanted them to move. And they believed God. They believed God. Now, believing God is is not... It's not, about, uh, it's not about what I think. It's not about um, an abstract set of doctrines on a sheet of paper, although doctrines are very helpful and beautiful and important. It's not, about, it's not about my opinion. Believing, you know you're believing something when you are moved by it. If you're not moved by what you believe, then it's what you're thinking. It's not. It's not a conviction. So these next few Sundays, we're going to talk about that. And the question I want to ask you, soon to be family. Well, you were already family, friends, family at Parkway Heights. What moves you? What keeps you up at night? What stirs up in your emotions? What is giving you maybe a holy discontent that maybe you're sitting too still and getting too st- settled? Here's what I want you to know. Today, this is what moves me. I believe that God called Sarah and Abraham. I believe God called me. And I believe God has a story in your heart. And I don't believe any of us are crazy. I believe that God continues to tap on our shoulder to ask us to leave what is comfortable and secure behind. And follow what's ahead. Now, the great thing about it is when God calls us to move, it's just like moving. A lot of you, you know, you got your boxes. Um, you know what it means to move, right? You always find interesting stuff when you move, right? So You find stuff. You take an inventory of your stuff when you move your house, right? And it's a good time to throw stuff away. And Methodist pastors always have to kind of keep doing that. You can't get too attached. And... I found what I probably d- don't need anymore. It was my 1988 high school prom picture, okay? Now, I'm not sure why I was saving it. Um, I'm, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to frame and mat it. Uh, I don't, you know. Um, I had a good head of hair, though, back in 88. Um, it was kind of a Kentucky waterfall, and <laughs> it was flowing. It was beautiful. But I don't need that. I don't need that. And we threw away a whole bunch of junk. What do you throw away and what do you hold? Because when God calls us to move, God calls us to let go. And this is a great time as we think and embark upon our next journey. What is God calling us to let go of, Parkway Heights? What's God calling you to relinquish and abandon in order to be more faithful to God's call? What is it? And, of course, another great gift about moving, and we're moving, another great thing about moving is this. You find and rediscover things that are beautiful and awesome when you take inventory of your stuff. Out of that same box, I pulled out a picture of Big Daddy, who lived to be 101 years old. Big Daddy is my Abraham and it reminded me of Nanny. She didn't want us to call her Big Mama. We called her Nanny. <laughs> Nanny was awesome. She did things that, that really people didn't think were possible for women to do in their 30s. She went to graduate school at LSU when a guy came through Arkansas and told her that we're going to educate you. You need to go into performing arts. You need to go, you, We need you at LSU. And her dad, who was a Uh, Papa Smith, my great-grandfather, said, I don't have the money. I'm just a train conductor. Mr. Smith will worry about that later. Tell Nanny to come on. I remember all the great... I remember seeing Nanny and Big Daddy at the table reading together the upper room. I remember how he prayed. I remember Nanny putting her finger on the verses teaching me how to sing and how to say the Lord's Prayer and what was most important in life. One time I asked Big Daddy, I said, Big Daddy, what's the secret to your marriage? It was after they were married for 60 years. years. Big Daddy said, Bruce, it's all about trust and understanding. She doesn't trust me, and I don't understand her. (laughs) Now, the thing about it is, is he was just being funny. He was being funny about trusting, because I know they trusted each other. But they trusted each other even when they didn't understand each other. And they went forward together in a partnership not knowing where they were going like Sarah and Abram because they knew, they, they were optimists. They, they No more than that, they had hope. They had a deep, deep hope. And they loved life. And so, Parkway Heights, let's take an inventory of what we've got. Let's rediscover what is part of the heart and soul and bloodline of our church together as we move forward. I got to thinking about this. You know, Sarah and Abram were a little nervous. Is anybody here a little nervous? A little bit? Raise your hand. Wow, am I the only one that's nervous? Okay, all right, I'm all alone. I'm a little nervous, but I'm not concerned because I hear God saying, I will. That's why I know we can't fail. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy or smooth. It doesn't mean we're not going to make a lot of mistakes, just like Sarah and Abram made. But I can tell you this. I know it will be worth it. What moves you, church? How are you moved? What is moving you? Now, moving sometimes looks a lot like going through the motions. But don't let that happen to us. Are you moving, or are you going through the motions? Are you bringing your best self into this body of Christ, or are you just looking busy? How do we become the best version of ourselves? How can you, and I mean this, believe in yourself? Not in an idolatrous way, but don't dog yourself because you were made in the image of God. God has great dreams for you, and I know that Abram and Sarah could have said, we're not good enough, just like Moses, just like all these people. But God does not call the qualified. God qualifies the called, and we are called. This church has moved from Camper Park, right, decades ago. I forget the name of the first pastor's name. What's his name? Somebody, somebody, I know somebody knows that first pastor's name. N.A. what now? N.A. Dix Dixon. Dickerson, that's right. N.A. Dickerson. Here's what, I, here's what I, I, I was told by Willis Britt about N.A. Dickerson. And he was not afraid. He was not afraid in a time when maybe everybody else was afraid of some power dynamics going on in our state. He was a non-conformist. And the bishop and some of the other folks who were kind of wanting to keep everybody kindled in. He, Dickerson, was a free-range Methodist. And he was not going to let his fear of any bishop or anybody tell him what to do. This is in our roots. And so he went just a few blocks that way to Camper Park to start what is Parkway Heights. When we move together... We will be drawn closer together. That's what trips do. Jen and Susanna came back from Costa Rica on a mission trip with my old church, 24 of them. And they were just chirp, chirp, chirping last night all the way back from New Orleans. They were saying, boy, I just did not know such and such that way. I didn't realize such and such that way. And did you know I almost got bit by a tarantula? And a snake almost got me. And the toilet protocol in Central America is not so comfortable. um, And all that stuff. But they learned about each other. One of the guys, one of the men in the group said, you know, I've gone to church over and over again, but I'm just now getting to know each of you. So see, Sarah and Abraham, they were called from the known to the unknown to go boldly into uncertainty. And they were called to go into a place where strangers would become friends and friends would be family. And that's what they did. Nine years ago, nine years ago, our family was lucky enough to go on a clergy renewal. We were in Western Europe for 12 weeks, and it was fantastic. It was like, man, finally, you know, my family, can we, we can enjoy time together. And it was a beautiful and awesome time. We wound up in London, England for the last 14 days of the trip. We were there in a townhouse in uh in, and we quickly got to know complete strangers that were right beside us in the townhouse. And they were uh, middle aged, older middle aged uh, uh, couple. They had two beautiful daughters in their late teens. And we got to know them so well that they were like, hey, y'all go out to dinner. Go, go out and have fun. And, and Tripp and Susanna Young, they, they stuck around uh, there. And he asked me, he said, what are you doing in Western Europe? Why are you here? And I said, well, we wrote a grant, and I'm going to places where people put their lives on the line for peace and for the betterment of others. I told her about the trip, the father-son trip that, uh, that Tripp and I took in Normandy, where we visited Omaha Beach and looked over the cliffs and sat among thousands of neat rows of beautiful crosses, a few stars of David, even a couple of crescent moons. I said it was awe-inspiring to be at Normandy. I told him as well about the trip to to Tizay in the center of France, a guy named Father Roger, Father Roger. And we sang, and there are stories about him harboring Jewish people right there in the center of France when they were occupied by the Nazi forces. I said I went to places where people risked their lives and were moved by peace. He said, before you go, you got to meet my mom. I said, look, I've, you know, it's, it's 1 o'clock. Later on this afternoon, we've got to go to Heathrow to make the plane. I said, you know, I don't know that we have time, but I appreciate it. Tell your mom we said hello. He said, no, you have got, you have got to meet my mom. I said, he said, I'll take you to Heathrow. It was like an hour and a half away. And so we went and uh, went over to their house, and here comes his mom. And she, she comes in as a sweet, sweet, gentle lady. She was probably in her late 80s. And she sat down. And so her son said, Okay, Bruce, tell her why you're here. And so I went through Tizay, I went through Normandy. I went through all these things that really all inspired me that people really do respond to the call. And she turned her arm. And on the inside of her arm was 10 tattooed numbers. At 8 years old, she got out of Auschwitz. And all of a sudden, the veil was lifted. And I felt the kingdom of God right there. And I thanked God because God moved me and every time I get on that path and make connections, strangers become friends. That's my prayer for all of us. We all, in some way, are marked, you have a story and you're not crazy and we have a story and God has called your name. My job is to share with you over and over again those four words and to ask you are you sitting down? It's time to move. What moves you? What do you let go of? And what do you need to rediscover? We'll get there together. Let us pray. God of our journeys, you are the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. We thank you that you have called us out of ourselves. That Jesus still walks through these walls and tells us to go, make disciples, give our love, share what I've given you. Breathe on us yet again at this table. Nourish us, O God, so that we might have the courage to go where strangers are. Turn them into family. Turn the unknown, O God, into more than we could ever have imagined. Be with us all on this journey. Amen.